KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in, and happy Canada Day here on Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. To honor the nation of the North, we've decided to devote the next two hours to wall-to-wall hockey conversation. No, 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 no. No, don't reach for those dials. We're kidding. We're just kidding. Um, We're not kidding. It's Canada Day, and if there is a Canadian listening... My fellow Canadian, happy Canada Day to you. It's Bobby Bonilla Day to me. Yeah, it is. I know. I wish it would have been July 2nd because that's <laughs> overshadows uh, July the 1st, at least in my house. But, so what, yeah. does, what does Canada Day entail? Is not it like that, our 4th of July? Not a damn July? thing, Trent. No? Not a damn thing. We walk around with our heads down as we always do. We're yeah. very polite. <laughs> and... Um, Watch the Blue Jays. Yeah, maybe gather in the backyard. And is this normally when they play that early game, day game, and they wear sometimes different uniform combinations? Yes, it's red usually hat. red hat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. When when they are uh, when they're home. So will they be practicing today with the red hats on? I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't think baseball. I know baseball is technically back today. Mm-hmm. I think it's test day. Right. Yeah. This is a really important day mm-hmm. because all major league players are going to get the. I wonder if they if they get the nasal swab like we did, or if they've got something a little less. And you know what? Intrusive's not right. It wasn't awful. No, no, it was. I fine. think a lot of people um, under the impression it was bad, and it's not. I mean, something else. It's not pleasant, to, but it's certainly not as bad as everybody makes it out to right. be. But it's an important day for baseball. We'll find out today. Um, just you know, the percentage of Major League Baseball players that are positive, and that will shut them down for fourteen days. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. July is going to be a very important month. Next, uh, is it Wednesday? Wednesday the 8th. A week from today. A week from today. Uh, uh, next Wednesday, the Ivy League is going to tell us whether they're going to have football in the fall. Um, you know, they, all the other fall sports. Ivy League's a big lacrosse league, too, correct? Don't they play lacrosse in the Ivy League? Seems like they would. I think they, yeah, I, don't, I guess I don't know. I know they play football. Um, but uh, they're going to make their determination. Uh, yesterday, sad news. Uh, regarding minor league baseball, not that it was unexpected. I mean, it was it was it was always not always. It certainly seemed more likely than not that there would not be minor league baseball in 2020. Uh, it was made official yesterday, and just the reality. You see, read uh, Tommy Birch wrote a great piece at the Des Moines Register, and even Sam Burnaby, who clearly saw it coming, right. You know, um, it's just, you, it, it was like pretty a easy to punch. read. The, yeah, the the reading the writing on the wall was there wasn't going to be it. But until you get that official word from it, there's there's always that glimmer mm-hmm. of hope. That's that maybe glimmer of hope for us on the football yeah, side of things. Right. But you still have that hope, and and to finally have that taken away, and the frustration that has to be there, yeah. and the reality that has to be there. That it's finances. Well, it impact because. You need people in the stands yes, to pay do. a lot of different bills. No there. television contracts, right? Um, you know, and it was a for a lot of communities across the country when it looked as though this may be their last year to watch minor Burlington, Burlington Clinton, two yes. of them here in our state. The Pawtucket Red Sox, for crying out loud, are, are moving. I that heard that the other day. I, it was uh, Buster Olney was talking about a story of a woman that has been there. She's hosted players coming through, done everything. Yeah. And though obviously disappointed it was going away, 
was going to have this last season at the very least. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even get no. that last season. It was Same 2019. Was John Bonacamp, who we yeah. talked to a lot. He's there every night. Yeah. And Clinton just had to have that taken away. And mm-hmm. what the restructuring is going to look like, I think, is fascinating. There's so many aspects. And we're seeing it up in it's Minnesota. It's a market with correction in a lot of ways. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth to it. Mm-hmm. And. There's Not that going, it hurts any less. Right. There's going to be baseball in some form. You know, Waterloo used to have a minor league team. They were the Indians affiliate for a number of years. No, at Class I didn't know a. that. Yeah. What, give me a time frame. 70s, 80s. Okay. Right in that range. Um, and that was taken the away. The Indians from yeah. Waterloo, Iowa. Yeah, that was their single A affiliate, yeah, and that's okay. where they were. And they played in that same league with Burlington and Clinton and all those teams okay. at the Class A level. They came back and oh, 20 years ago now. Brought in the Northwoods League, which are college kids playing uh-huh. during the summers. And there's teams all over Minnesota. Woodbat League? It's a Woodbat League, yep. yep. And they play through that. Clinton, Burlington, certainly would make sense a league like that for them. Yeah, you're not going to see Mike Trout go through there. Right. But when Mike Trout was making his way through, did you know? No. And even at the collegiate level, starts come through there. I remember mm-hmm. Waterloo, we'd have their GM on every year, and he'd be talking about, all right, we got this kid from LSU coming in, and this kid from Mississippi State, and here's a UCLA kid, and... There were some big names that played in that league, too. So it's not the same ascension through that you have with the minor league system. But you're still going to see good baseball. And I think for organizations, for cities like that, they're still going to be able to have some form and fashion of baseball going forward. Well, didn't Eric Hosmer come through Burlington? I think some of those Royals, some of the okay. uh, the Royals that, um, you know, the championship Royal. I, I, I could be mistaken. But I know that there were some guys on that World Series team. Uh, that were part of, uh, or at least one of their stops on their way to the bigs was Burlington, Iowa. So uh, a lot of baseball news today. Here's the uh, BMW Des Moines guest list, by the way. No hockey. No hockey. Although I do have one hockey nugget I want to get Ooh, to. all right. Not a, not a lot. I mean, we won't linger. Um, uh, David Kaplan, we kind of, kind of caught a break today on Canada Day. We didn't have to rush in here. I know that we're getting no, uh, we won't get any sympathy from the mor- <laughs> trio in the mornings uh, that we didn't have to be in here at eight thirty as they get here at five thirty. Um, but Cappy's on vacation, still going to join us, but he's going to join us live for the first time in since, since his last, his last vacation. vacation, right? So Cappy will join us at ten twenty-five. We'll kind of go in depth on the White Sox and the Cubs and what he thinks those rosters will look like. Uh, Cappy at ten twenty-five. Bill Bender. Uh, he's putting out a ton of content at uh, SportingNews.com. If you're a college football fan uh, and you listen to the show, I'm assuming you found Bill Bender either on Twitter or on certainly on SportingNews.com to get some of your uh, daily reading on college football and in sports on general because the sports uh, Sporting News was once a staple. And it was, as, I don't know, Sports Illustrated was one. If you're a baseball fan, though. Oh, Sporting News was terrific. Sporting then. News was yeah. one. yeah. It was really good. I liked it when it was the newspaper better than I like when they switch over the magazine, yeah. but that's just me. Uh, but uh, Bill Bender's going to join us at 1045. Randy Wayhofer from the Iowa Cubs is going to slide on in here uh, to kick off the 11 o'clock hour. We'll get Randy's thoughts. I think we'll get his thoughts on uh, minor league baseball in general as well as, mm-hmm. you know, what uh, might happen. Um, I'm not... What I'm curious about, not anxious to find, but more curious than anything, is I have to think that as we've talked about this before, the signage on the outfield bleachers, the advertisements in the program, those checks have already been cashed, right? Those advertising, because that's what's one of the one of the things that keep the uh, staff over at Principal uh, uh, over the winter months keeps them busy at Principal Park is they they sell, mm-hmm. and all of those all those uh, you know those checks that have been cashed those are all make goods next year, so. 
You're already starting after a season with no fans and no baseball. Right. So 2022 will actually be the first time that you can... Hopefully. Well, yeah, by then we will, won't we? Yeah, we will. Uh, but by 2000, but uh, 2022 will be the first time that they can really you know, get back to... I would think, anyways. So we'll do that with Randy Wayhofer, but just what it means and how big of a gut punch when it became real... Uh, that there would be uh, no baseball. And I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we've never spoken to Max Olson before from The Athletic. He covers the Big 12. Uh, and if you're an Iowa State fan, yesterday he posted your state of the team, uh, state of the Iowa State Cyclone football team. Uh, and it's a long piece, mm-hmm. and it's a good read. And uh, Max Olson's going to join us to talk about those clones and talk about what he found out when he picked Matt Campbell's brain and then put it uh, down in writing at The Athletic. It's going to be uh, certainly good to get Max in here. It's a guy that you and I have talked about getting yeah. on for a number of years now. State of the program. Finally getting a, an opportunity with that. And hopefully he can be part of our rotation going forward. Does a really good job yes, on does. that Big 12 beat. And we're always looking for that more Big 12 content. We have a good relationship with... Pete Mundo and, and Postons and company down at Heartland College Sports, but always good to build that out a little bit more. It absolutely is. Uh, did you see Stephen M. Sipple's retweet uh, here? By the way, Sip's going to join us tomorrow for our buddy from Nebraska, Lincoln Journal Star. Oh, man. Now I got I got 24 hours now. I can think of things to get, grind well, up a You know bit. what? He's going to be talking to you, Hawkeye oh, fan. Oh, really? He's, he's coming back my <laughs> he, way. Huh? Absolutely. He should be <laughs> shooting some arrows at, at you. Uh, it's not been the last, uh, the best, uh, what, two or three? Well, actually, you know what? It has been a good two or three weeks for my because it needed to happen right it's it's shone them in a bad light but this is the uh uh if this um um i guess precipitates change then then all the good but you get my point but simple and bill moose has been very uh very upfront with what he thinks may happen as far as college football this fall and there's some speculation that they might regionalize everything i mean there's so many plans out there trent and so mm-hmm. many i don't know uh theories best way to go forward do we play in the spring but the one that uh, was gaining some traction yesterday anyways over to our friends in the west uh was a 500 mile radius for college football this is what nebraska's schedule would look like which i would think would kind of look very similar to what iowa and iowa states would look like so there nebraska's non-combi south dakota state colorado state northern illinois now nobody cares right but here we go they would open with Kansas, then they'd play with Wisconsin, then they go to Minnesota, home to Oklahoma, at K State, at Missouri, versus Colorado, at Iowa State, Iowa to end the season. That's pretty cool. You love these things. I want to bring no, it back. I want, I want to see it the same way that we were that we thought it was going to be. But these theories, these ideas, uh, I saw Pat Forty had something yesterday with realignment in college football mm-hmm. and how it should look. For this year. They're pie in the sky. Sure they are. They're not going to happen. And when I see those things, I completely dismiss them. So how's the TV work? How's that work? Who gets the money? Well, you got to carve up the pie. The money's going to be there. Yeah. That, that's that's the good news. So at least that part of the equation. So sorry, uh, Iowa, you were expecting $54 million, but with this new well, deal and you have to play these teams from the Big 12 that mm-hmm. their contracts are lower. Sorry, your check's only $30 well, million. Well, here, here, here's, here's the alternative, perhaps. Would you want to stay home and home with Wisconsin? Home and home with Minnesota? Or would you like to see, I don't know, Missouri? Ultimately, you want that full check. Yeah. Well, however, well, the schedule do. looks out, and yeah, home and home wouldn't be the best, but no. a home and home. So you would rather have home and home and keep the dough, yep. as opposed to for one year only in this pandemic. For me personally, yeah, I would like to see this schedule that you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. 
but that's not about me personally. This is nope. about the coffers. And we just saw University of Iowa yesterday announce 15% slashing yep. of their budget. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give up a nickel of TV money to come up with something that, in theory, makes sense, mm-hmm. but isn't viable when it comes to the bottom line. No, but the bottom, yeah, well, I mean, that's a fair point. I can't argue the fact that it certainly would hurt the uh, the economic, uh, would be, it would be. You're trying to find a way I'm to make to it work. I'm trying to find a way to make this work because I like. I think that this is the better idea than home and home. Sure, I think yeah. it's a better idea than than five teams. You're going to play five teams twice, right? Mm. And you have two other games left. In. Look, would would we sign for that if it's that or nothing? Uh huh. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> uh huh. In in a heartbeat, but, play the same team all season if you need to. So this this is uh, th- this topic, anyways, is kind of 2000 and is it nine or ten. A realignment. Yeah, right. right. Realign- this is realignment season. Mm-hmm. This is taking the place of Mount Rushmore, right. <laughs> right? When sports talk is trying to find topics to get them through the first couple of weeks of July before Big Ten media days get here, or or football media days of any kind mm-hmm. get here. Uh, Big Twelve. Uh, what is it? SEC, then Big Twelve, and then Big Ten. Usually is toward the end of the power conferences. But you get you know where I'm coming from, yeah, right? Those yeah. topics that re- regurgitate every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of this year's example of that, I guess. Come up with a schedule that makes sense. Makes sense. 500-mile radius. You know, when I saw it, okay, not What bad. about Colorado? Do they have programs 500 miles around them outside of Nebraska, That's Nevada, cool, UNLV? It's all about Iowa and Iowa State, right? <laughs> That's what you went to right away. Yeah. In theory, these are all great. How about Boise? How's their schedule look? Yeah, not going to look good, Trent. Not going to look good. A lot of good. Montana, Montana yeah. State, Idaho State. Hey, Gonzaga, can you put together a football program so we can Quickly. schedule you? Quickly. But for Nebraska, though, they get Oklahoma again. That'd be awesome. They get Iowa State again. They, they get Colorado again. They get Oklahoma again in, like, what, 2028? Yeah, it's coming, but yeah. it's, you know, uh, it's a ways down the road. Mm-hmm. But to, to get some of those rivals back, because when Oklahoma away, they tried to force Colorado into that rivalry spot. There were some good games, but it was never going to come close to being what Oklahoma-Nebraska was. Um, but anyways, just food for thought right here right. on a Wednesday, the I, first day of I July. I hate to be just negative about it. it just I, I see these stories, they continue to come out, and at times I, I'm entertained by them, but mm-hmm. ultimately it just comes back to what's really going to happen. These these theories that are out there, and yes, that does make sense on the surface, but you're still talking about conferences. You're still talking about their schedule. You're still talking about their TV money. It's not a democratic process that we have in college yeah, sports. Yeah, no, I know. And what makes sense on paper does not make sense the way no. the things are currently constructed. Rutgers of Maryland being a great example of that yep. in the Big Ten. Yep. Uh, well, they're going to try and figure something out, and uh, hats off to them for trying, and hopefully, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, that they uh, do get things done. There are no bad ideas. Not at this time there isn't, no. Trent. There really isn't. I mean, I think that this idea is better than spring football. Yes. Because spring football, some of the guys that know that they're first-round picks, they're not playing. You, you mentioned the Ivy League and their decision that's coming up here in a week. Mm-hmm. Do we know in the spring that everything's going to be good? And no, we don't. We're going to have a vaccine and all uh, systems go. And there the- are a lot of scientists that say that the vaccine will be maybe late this year, maybe early next year. But it's, again, it's a maybe. And, and, and what does that mean? When and, a vaccine is not 100%. Right. And I've seen some numbers, 70 to 75% effective initially. Well, think of the flu shot we get every year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work every time. It's absolutely. Not. Do you get one? I do. Yeah. I don't. With young kids at home. Oh yeah. Doctor yeah. says that we should. So yeah, I've gotten in the last couple of years, and 
yeah, I, I got sick, I think, once when mm-hmm. I've had it. The other times I have been fine from the flu, but it still happens. There's still different strains sure. that get there and the effectiveness of that, what it's going to look like, and, and also getting it out. So February 1st, here it is. It's ready to go. Well, am I going to get one February 2nd? Probably not. As a 40-year-old guy, eh. Is it the older population gets it first? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) You might be good. Sorry. (laughs) But it might be people 75 plus first. No, it's true. And then it trickles down to 65. And Mm -hmm. you're in the third wave. And then it gets to me. But what about kids? And and where do they go in line? And on and on and on. So even if there is, you might be talking April, May, June before college football players fall into when they get it because we know that COVID does not affect them at the same level as older people. Well, yeah. And you know what the big fear about college about college football is right is is kids on campus mm-hmm. well and, and the funny and thing they're going to, me, to have kids on campus and, yes. and then that's going to be who knows what it's going to be it's going to be widespread it's going mm-hmm. to be widespread in college campuses everywhere mm-hmm. and to think that if you don't play sports that's going to solve it what kids aren't going to go to the bar they're not going to go to class they're not going to be packed into dorms yeah that's the way college is the people out there that believe that if we take college football away, that suddenly everything's going to be fine on college campuses. It's some of the most simpleton thinking out there. That is not even close to the case. It is going to be widespread on college campuses. You bring 10, 15, 30, 50,000 kids back to a campus, it is going to go. And the way that college is, how close the proximity and everything else in with it, going to parties, going to bars, mm-hmm. it is going to spread like wildfire. Did you see the, uh, and I didn't read the piece, I, I didn't click on it, I probably should have, but Dennis Dodd, um, there's a, an Illinois professor, I think, that said statistics tell, this is Dennis Dodd, mm-hmm. he interviewed him, that three, this, I think it was, uh, three to seven or three to, t- between three and ten, wish I had it in front of me, Players will die from the virus if they play. This was an Illinois mm-hmm. professor. I've seen uh, some people poke some holes in those numbers. Well, I did, yeah, I didn't click on it because I didn't want to. Yeah, and the numbers and the way that he derived at them, people inside the medical community said... You're full of... Yeah. Good. Yeah, yes. I, I've seen plenty of blowback on that because I saw the same thing and whoa, and then saw the blowback and whew, that because that is a... Let's click grabbing headline. Well, and I for I, I just I was too scared. Look, I've got my head buried in the sand this month. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just we're like everybody, right? We just want it to crying out loud. Give us normal this fall. Cappy is going to join us. We're going to get into baseball again. An important day in baseball. Oh, real quick on the hockey story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, Canada is going to get a Stanley Cup this year. First they time are. since 1990. So the Jets are winning it. You're making that your call right here. That would be right fine here. by me, but it's not. No. Uh, the, the two hub cities. Yeah. Las Vegas is out. So it's down. Have it's they announced it? They're apparently uh, Bob McKenzie, who is his in tune. Who would Bob McKenzie be here? I know his brother, Doug. No, well, there's, there's a lot of McKenzies up there. Um, who would Bob McKenzie be? Bob McKenzie is to Adam Schefter. Okay, all right. To what is it? What Adam Schefter is to football, Bob McKenzie is to the NHL. He says it's Toronto and Edmonton. Toronto and Edmonton. Look, the virus, Canada's done a relatively speaking good job. Getting into the country, how difficult is well, that? Well, that's another, be? that's a whole, I mean, they won't Blue Jays in. Right. <laughs> they won't let them in. Yeah. They're in Dunedin. And may play in Dunedin or may play in Buffalo, but they, they're not letting them into the country. Vancouver said, because the speculation was that they were going to be the Canadian hub city. Mm-hmm. The premier, which is the governor, 
they call him the premier up there uh, of British Columbia, said, "Nope, we're not. We're, we don't want it." Really? I mean, t- turning up, turning down an opportunity to host NHL playoff games in a Canadian city—they take it serious. I got to give them credit. The numbers uh, and the numbers will—they uh, bear it out. So Toronto and Edmonton was where it'll be played. That's that's that was uh, from Bob McKenzie, and he's pretty good. It's taken a long time from they were the first. Hockey was the first to have. We're going to have this 2014 bracket. Uh-huh. We're going to be out there. Here's a, a list of hub cities that we're going to be choosing from, and where we are today from where they were at the time. Still don't know officially how this is going to look. Aren't, aren't they starting here pretty soon? We're supposed to. Yeah, to the end of July. I think they're right after. Well, I think it's going. It goes. MLS, which is next week, mm-hmm. MLB, NBA, and NHL relatively about the same time. Anyways, we'll take a time out. David Kaplan will join us next. Bill Bender uh, uh, from the Sporting News at 1045. Randy Wayhofer. We're going to go down to Principal Park uh, and talk with Randy Wayhofer. And then Max Olson. If you're a subscriber to The Athletic or if you're an Iowa State fan that's been waiting to pull the trigger, Sign up for the free trial that's going on right now and read the state of your program. Uh, Max Olson did a really good job, uh, good deep dive in it. And you know, from where I sit, I, um, I, I think it's I couldn't find anything that didn't make sense. And obviously, the big question is offensive line. It is. It's it's a pretty simple equation. It feels like for Iowa State, yeah. we like the defense. We like oh, yeah. both the line, the linebacker crew. They replaced Ray Lee. I hate to say replace Ray Lee. He was a good player, but yeah. this Bankston kid is, you know, I think he's got a chance to be really good. And the, the defensive line is good. The linebackers are good. Secondary, I think, is okay. Uh, but it's the offensive line. And if the offensive line stinks. Mm-hmm. And it's Brock Purdy, too, because behind Brock Purdy, two true freshmen. He was banged up last year. Uh-huh. He's not healthy this year. The thoughts of making a run. First ever Big 12 title game, those kind of thoughts that are going through, they dissipate very quickly because an offensive line, you can't do anything with an offensive line. It is the lifeblood of what you're doing. There's guys that we've heard about, but they're not guys with a lot of experience out there. It comes down to that, and we'll get into that with Max Olson in the 11 o'clock hour. Indeed, we will. We'll get David Kaplan live next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, welcome back to Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, coming up on 1030 Centurion Stone of Iowa. Sponsors our buddies, David Kaplan. Good enough to join us and interrupt his vacation for a few minutes. He joins us live. Cap, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Capper? I am doing great to start on my morning walk. I'm still doing all my TV stuff from here because everything's on Zoom anyway. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't matter, but I got some time off from radio. and So I get up before it gets really blistering hot because where we're at, it'll be 108 today. Oh. And I love that. My wife and I love that kind of heat, but... You know, she had to be up working at 6.30 here. So I said, all right, I'm going to go. And so I try to get at least five, if not six or seven miles. And I'm at 4.4 miles right now talking to you. I love it. Well, when I saw the picture yesterday, Cap, I thought you were in Arizona. That was my guess with the mountains and the palm trees. But uh, I missed it by uh, by one state by the sounds of things, huh? 
There you go. And then we flew here on Monday and did all the protective stuff we could do. I had my brother's an eye surgeon, so here's just a, a public service announcement from my brother, who's a Mayo Clinic trained eye surgeon. He said you can absolutely get COVID nineteen through your eyes. He said the mask is essential. Gotta wear mask. But he said I would also advise you on the plane. They have HEPA filters. It's clean. You've never seen an airport or an airplane that clean in your life. Mm. It, it was cool to see. But we also had, I went to Home Depot before we left and bought goggles. <laughs> and we sat there. I watched my iPad. I did some work. Had my goggles on. So did my wife. We had our masks on. We wiped everything down. So I think it's doable. Knocking on wood that we'll all stay healthy. Uh, we're going to drive back, though, California to Chicago. You really are? Wow, that's a haul. Cap, so did you fly into Palm Springs? Yeah, we shoot, sh- we went Chicago, Denver, changed planes, had an hour layover, Denver, Palm Springs. And then coming back, we're actually going to do some hiking in Utah. We're going to do some hiking in Colorado. It'll take us four days to get back, and I told my wife, I'll do anything you want. You map out the whole trip. The only thing I want, because I never eat that way, I'm getting a burger, fries, and a milkshake at the Drake Diner. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. That's cool, Cap. So just a real quick on the airport. I flew I flew in and out of there once. It's the coolest airport I've ever been in. There's You're, you're outdoors. Once you get through, you actually, to, to get to your gate, there's no roof over your head. Is that still the same way as it was? Same way. Everything, it was like nobody around. Yeah. We landed, it was 7.15, 7.25 in that range. Monday night, sunny, it's warm, there's no one around. You grab your bags, they're already there. When I walked from the plane, which is not very far, the baggage claim, our bags were already on the conveyor belt. Yeah, no, I love yeah, that. It was Great airport. Phenomenal experience. Indeed. Uh, Cap, lots of ground to cover with you. Obviously, today is July the 1st. That means that the uh, players are are getting um, you know back with their teammates, and this is the first official day of uh, spring training part two, if you want to call it that. But it's testing day, Cappy. I think a lot of people, baseball fans, are holding their breath. Today's an important day, testing-wise. And then I want to get into Tommy Hadovy with you, because that's frightening, that story there. But a very important day, testing day. Yeah, very important day. And from what I've uh, learned from people in baseball and then my friend who is the head of infectious diseases at a major Chicago hospital, he said, look, it's going to be jarring at first when you hear so-and-so had a positive and -and so-and-so had a positive. He said, you got to understand some will be asymptomatic. It will not affect them at all. Some may have underlying health concerns that they never knew about. And there are people saying, I've seen it on Twitter, what do you mean you never knew? I'm just speaking in experience. In 1991, I broke my ankle. My heart rate skyrocketed to 250 beats a minute, and they couldn't slow it down. It ended up leading to nine and a half hours of heart surgery a year mm-hmm. later at the Mayo Clinic because I did not know at that point that I had a congenital heart defect that I had been with my entire life. I remember playing college football going, man, my heart's racing. That must have been because some guy just beat the crap out of me. No, I had a literally had a congenital heart problem that I never knew about. So you may hear some huge name player tested positive and has much more at stake than we may have realized. This is no joke to just give it to me and let me get through it because Tommy Hadovy, who you brought up, 38, 
former yeah. big leaguer. He's in amazing shape. He said it was hell. Yeah, Cap, it's frightening, his story, and it's it's been, uh, you know, you can read it everywhere, just Google him. Uh, it, uh, it almost killed him, Cap. I mean, the days, you would think that where he got his most severe uh, symptoms of this disease, he should have been on the downward side of it. That wasn't the case yep. for him. Correct. He said 12 days in, he had to be hospitalized, and he said it was no joke, and to this point now, he lost 15 pounds, and I'm telling you, Tommy Hadovy was thin. Thin. If you saw him, you'd be like, boy, that guy takes care of himself. And he lost 15 pounds more off that, and he said he's still struggling with his breathing. You know, and Chris Cuomo, he had it, and he was in great shape, and said he tried to get on the elliptical recently. This is, he's a month past it, and he said he got five minutes into the elliptical, and he was gasping for air. That's how serious this is. And certainly scary for the players coming back and, and how many of them are going to be stricken with it, who's going to be hit, and, and how big those numbers are to the field. And uh, as we look forward and be hopeful that we'll see baseball this year, this Cubs team, four starters in their 30s, a comeback close a season you're hoping for Craig Kimbrell and the back end, the pitching staff as a whole. How concerned are you in a season where it feels like you're going to be, need a lot of depth? Is there enough depth for this Cubs team? Uh, I think there's enough depth, Trent, in the day-to-day position players as long as they stay reasonably healthy, COVID or other. My big concern is the bullpen. I mean, there are guys on there, Ryan Tapera and Dan Winkler and Jeremy Jeffress. Are these guys going to be any good? Hmm. We don't know. And then you don't know who you're playing where – Maybe it is going to be enough because, oh, my God, they went and played the St. Louis Cardinals. God forbid they had nine guys out of the lineup with various problems. So you don't know who you're going to play on any given day more so than we've ever seen. But depth-wise, I think they're okay with Nico Horner could back up Baez. Baez could go to third. Horner could go to short. Kipnis and Hap could man second. You've got Rizzo. You've got Caratini can play over there. Bryant can play first. You've got Contreras, you have Josh Fegley, and you have Victor Caratini catching. So you've got some depth there. And you also have Miguel Amaya on your list. He's your number one catching prospect. So you could possibly put him in there if you've got to that level. Then you've got a bunch of outfielders. So I think everyday lineup, they're okay. Cap, with, with, um, and I don't like it to begin with. I don't like the fact that a pitcher is going to have to stay in for a minimum of three batters. I'm okay with a lot of the other rules. That one, that one I'm not on board with yet. But is this the right year to, to implement this rule? Just to, going back to the fact that you said the bullpens are going to be taxed. Uh, most of, at least to begin the year, the starters aren't going to be stretched out, so they're not going to be able to, you know, go seven innings, six, seven innings. Uh, this might not be the right year to implement, or at least to try out this new three batter minimum rule. You know what, Kenny? I'm cool with whatever they want to try. If they want to put a bullseye in center field and say it's worth eight runs if you hit it with a home run. <laughs> yeah. Everything is gimmicky this year. 60 games is gimmicky. 60-man rosters knocked down to 30 to 28 to 26. All of it's gimmicky. Coaches not being allowed to coach like in Minnesota because of their age. Everything is different. So I'm cool with whatever they want to try. Let's jump over to the White Sox. Intriguing team. Again, short season. They did so much this offseason. And 
a schedule that sets up incredibly well when you're playing as many games as they will against the Royals and the Tigers. It sets up for you to have a chance to make a really good run in the division. Short season, better or worse for this young White Sox team? Uh, let me answer that after we play 10 games. For <laughs> two and eight, it's bad. Yeah. If they are eight and two, it's awesome. So, I, look, I really like this White Sox I do team. Too. I really like the management over there. And while I've always been a Cubs fan and I will always be a Cubs fan, I'm not one of those Cubs fans who go, boy, I hope the White Sox lose and the Cubs win. I'm not there. I mean, I chose to not go work on the Cubs station, and I work for the White Sox station. So I have a vested interest in them being well, and I have a vested interest because some of my best friends are Sox fans. I really, really like this team. Now, that said, they haven't proven anything. They haven't been over 500 since 2012. So we could think all these top prospects are all this and all that. I'll give you Felix P.A. and Corey Patterson and Mark Fryer and Kerry Wood. It doesn't always work out like you think, but we can hold out hope. Uh, Cap, uh, how long do you think Steve Stone's going to still uh, be the um, – how many more years has he got left? Obviously, him and Harry Carey were uh, an iconic team. They were really good, and Steve Stone, you know, uh, bless him, uh, covered for Harry a lot of times. Uh, Benetti and Stone, I think, are terrific tandem. How many more years for Stoney do you think? Oh, I don't think there's any thought whatsoever. It's not uh, – I don't think he's walking away. There is no – he doesn't have kids. He's not married. His life, and he has never hidden the fact, he said, my life is baseball. I'm a baseball guy. So he's 72 right now. He's in good health, knock on wood. He takes care of himself. He works out. He eats right. I would be shocked if Steve Stone isn't doing games for at least the next five years. Hmm. Uh, Capo, let's go on this. Uh, You mentioned uh, the Drake Diner. When will you be uh, driving uh, through this wonderful town of Des Moines? I'm imagining it will be Saturday. Okay. Too bad. So we leave Thursday morning, yeah. 9.30 Pacific, driving to St. George, Utah, to a town called Springdale, right past it. We're going to hike, I think it's called Bryce Canyon, and there's another place. And then we're going to drive into Colorado the next day, hike a little more, stay there, get up. And then we have 14 hours from where we'll be in Colorado to Chicago, to our home. And so I said to my wife, we can do all 14. I don't care. I'm getting a cheeseburger, (laughs) I'm getting fries, and I'm getting a freaking chocolate shake at the Drake Diner. You're going to be in good shape there, Ed Capio. With it, you're going to be driving maybe through the night, might be seeing some fireworks on your drive. Yeah, I mean, with Fourth of July weekend. Mm -hmm. so And I know a lot of towns have canceled them in terms of allowing people there, but... You know, I'm sure we'll get some type of a celebration, and maybe it'll be cool to see him with mountains in the background. Cap, enjoy your vacation. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe, my friend. You got it. I'll be doing the same exact thing, God willing, next Wednesday, walking, talking to you guys. So call anytime. I got nothing to do. Got it. Thanks, pal. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Good, uh, David Kaplan. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors uh, David Kaplan. Showrooms are open. Appointments encouraged. 
uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone of Iowa. If you're in the market for manufactured or natural stone to accent, update your exterior or interior project. Any size Centurion Stone of Iowa. Variety of style, patterns, and colors. Check them out online. CenturionStoneofIowa.com. They've got over 200 color and pattern combinations. The showroom is 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our buddy David Kaplan. That's a long drive. 14th straight after starting in California. Yeah. Just to get to Utah. You ever done a long drive like that? Well, Vegas to Des Moines, or Vegas to Ankeny when I... What's that take? What was I... It was two days. You did two days, I was by yeah. myself. I um, stayed over somewhere... I was, I probably could have gone through the mountains in Colorado, but it was November. Mm. And I was so anxious to move from Vegas back to Iowa yeah. in 2000. What year was it? Four, 13, 14, 13. So you took that southern route down. I took the southern route to New avoid, Mexico. Yeah, through New Mexico. Yep. Exactly. I've talked to people that through have done Albuquerque, that. Albuquerque, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to get stopped by snow. And that'll happen. And it will happen. And, um, yeah. So it, that was a long, by myself. By, by yourself is different. Uh-huh. I, I've gone down to see my dad who lives on the Oklahoma-Arkansas border, and that's only like 10. But by yourself, it's just, mm-hmm. even 10 straight is just... Can you talk to yourself my, like crazy. Oh, mind-numbing. <laughs> here and to you Winnipeg listen- a bunch of times, here to Denver a yeah. bunch of times, made that trip. That, that was What is Denver? How long is that? Nine take? and a half. Nine and a half, okay. Yeah. That's a, a place that we have some family out there. We've talked about if we're going to do anything this summer, maybe just drive out there yeah. with the kids. Eastern Colorado used to be awful. I'm assuming it's still that way. Yeah. I mean, once you get to western Nebraska into eastern Colorado, it's just nasty. It's just awful. There's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. Desolate. Yes, absolutely. All right, Bill Bender's going to join us next. Uh, college football is on the menu. Randy Wayhofer at 11. Max Olson from The Athletic. If you're an Iowa State fan, your state of the program has been posted at The Athletic. It's a long read. It's a good read. Recommend it. Max Olson joins us at 1125. Miller and Condon till noon on this Canada Day edition of Miller and Condon. 1460 KX and 01. Road in Clyde. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here until noon, Randy Wayhofer kicks off the 11 o'clock hour. Max Olson from The Athletic on Iowa State. His state of the program piece posted at theathletic.com. You know, back to Cappy for a second. One uh, thing that maybe we should spend some time at least. Um, the plane ride. How clean the plane was. Mm-hmm, yeah. How safe him and his wife felt. They goggled I, up. They did. Yeah, I'm just, not sure I'd go that far. Didn't just mask up. They goggled up. Yeah. I, you hear more and more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Cappy's brother is a, mm-hmm. uh, um, what is he, an optician? Eye doctor. Yeah. Eye doctor. So, yeah, he, he would know. So, anyways, uh, that was good to hear. Apparently, there's going to be a lot of people flying this weekend. Was I, I saw some something on Twitter. When I had internet at the house, boy, I had a bad 24 hours. So you were without internet no yesterday internet. afternoon yeah. all the way to this to, morning when to you today, left? Yeah, till this morning. That and you is... call, I called CenturyLink, and I'm, they, for whatever reason, going to send somebody out to the house. And then all the neighbors start you know, knocking on. It's our whole street is out. It's oh. not a Miller problem. Well, I hope it's not a Miller problem. Right. I don't know what I would have done to knock it out for the whole block. 
<laughs> but uh, what do you stream it over there? <laughs> not well. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, I do know it's Twitter and it's <laughs> right. the Hawkeye Lounge and it's the Athletic and anyways, it's. Uh, but it, it's weird not having that. I mean, not having the internet. Because I asked you, well, how much data do you it have? Doesn't to work. Use? And it doesn't work in your. It house. just slows completely down, and I, yeah. we pay for it. The the uh, what do you call it? The data plan, but right? I, I got a notification this morning that, and it was the worst part about it is my data plan renewed. What's today? Wednesday? Renewed Monday. Oh, so you're just at the reset. So you didn't have that, hey, you know, we still got a couple of gigs here at the end of the right. month. We're good to go. And as I got here this morning, I got the notification and I galloped through 75% of my data plan already last night. Jeez. Going to uh, have to bump that up for the month of July, it looks like. Yeah, I guess. Well, we're grandfathered in. So we, with uh, the phone company we're with, we got a pretty good deal. Yeah. We still pay a lot. Our phone bill's over 200 things a month. But uh, it could be worse, and so we don't want to switch carriers or nothing like yeah. that, because then you go right back to the you know the bottom or whatever. Uh, working on Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Hopefully, we'll get him. Just heard from Bill. He yes. had a uh, he's been in a car accident. Just a fender bender. He's oh, okay, good. but yeah, he uh, just got back to me. So we well, will that's the reschedule. other worst part of my day is I forgot my phone at home. Yes. So I'm guessing Bill texted me and texted me to alert me uh, that he's not going to be able to come on. Well, we'll reschedule Bill uh, for, to, uh, for tomorrow or sometime next week. We got some topics we can talk about, so let's get into a couple of them. Trent Condon, and one of them is the fact that baseball is back. Um, are you okay with the three minimum, three batter minimum? Because I look, I I'd like the the DH. I think it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Is it really going to speed up the game to pit the, to put the pitcher in there if he's getting shelled? Well, it's only two more batters if he's well, still, you know, if he can't get an out. If he can't get an out, yeah, that's a really good point. But it's three batters, right? right. Three so batters. you, you have don't have to get three inning. outs. Mm-hmm. And also, if you complete an inning, even if it's just with one out, you're right. a lefty you specialist. Get, true, you can come in and start with the new pitcher mm-hmm. there. I do like the intrigue of it a little bit and how managers are going to go. Of course, I'm a Twins fan, so I read a lot more Twins content and. It was interesting hearing Rocco talk about him and his bench coaches and a couple other guys are getting together. And this uh, Aaron Gleeman with The Athletic, mm-hmm. he has been doing a simulated season using this program. The Twins management has been doing the same thing. And they've been going through different scenarios, including how to use the bullpen with this and what happens and how quickly it goes. So you know that they're not alone. They're not, they don't have spring training games. And by the time we get to late March... You still don't have starting pitchers going real long, but you're going to have that ability with your with your uh, relief pitchers to figure out what you're going to do. I kind of like it. Okay, I do yeah. because what about just a clock from the time that the that the manager comes out and points to his left or his right arm, and you got a clock by the time you have to throw your first pitch of the game. Do, I don't know. Change is difficult. I'm, you know, a year from now, I may think this is the best thing that's come to baseball s- since the interleague play or whatever. One thing I've always enjoyed listening to you throughout the years and working with you, Ken, is you are open to that. There's so many people, regardless of the sport, that is hard and fast. This is what I believe. This is what I think is going to happen and are not willing to evolve. You've always been that way, though. Trent, I thought the worst thing that happened to hockey was doing away with ties. Oh. <laughs> and I was obviously proven dead wrong there. You're going to the three on three. Right. Yeah. Because we have that traditional aspect, uh-huh. and we're both traditional guys as it pertains to sports, but I'm always willing to at least watch it mm-hmm. like you. And that's, yeah. I think, something I've learned from you is yet yeah, we have theories, we have ideas, we have things that on paper look awful, 
And like you said, the overtime in hockey and the way that they set it up, doing away with ties, it can turn out to be something really, really mm-hmm. good. Maybe this will be something good. It might be. Might be. Uh, your twins are going to be really good. You know, we. I uh, think they are. I, I, and you know, you know how pessimistic I know you're, you're, I am you're as a reluctant fan. to oh. say. Um, They're stacked. Trent, what's the weakness? We had Nick Nelson this yesterday, and we had him on. I don't know what the weak spot. I like Barrios. I think he's mm-hmm. an ace. I do. Oda Rizzi is you know, five innings, but usually five pretty good innings. Yes. Yep. Maeda's been. I mean, he's been he's top been ten year in the Dodgers. National League. What five of the last six years? There you years? go. Right, and on a really good team. Yes. Rich Hill, we know. I had somebody on Twitter push back when we were talking Twins. It was weeks ago. Oh, Rich Hill. This is not the Rich Hill you remember no, with the Cubs. He's better late this in his career. The last seven years of his uh-huh. career, he has been health is always something, and that's yeah. what it was Didn't going to be Didn't he go to an year. independent league to get his game he back? Did, yeah. Right? New York League, maybe? Yeah, that sounds right. Somewhere out there yeah. on the East. What's the, uh, what's the big independent league? The Bears? Is that what they were? Something know. like that. It was one of the big organizations that, yeah, bounced back. I think Conseco was with them for years, too. Oh, was he? Uh, back at the end of his career. You got Homer Bailey, who, whatever. But then you get Michael Pineda back right when the trade deadline's going to be hitting. August 31st. And Pineda last year was a stud. Yeah, he was. Wasn't eligible for the playoffs because of the suspension, but what he... Now, will he be this year? He will be allowed to play yeah. in the playoffs this year. And he get all those games against the Royals and the Tigers. I it's know. such a leg up. And with it... Huge. If you do finish forty and twenty, and that's the best, well, you get the number one seed. Uh huh. Well, and, assuming yeah, assuming the Yankees. Right, are. right, and and because of the games that you have, you're going to have certainly. It is the easiest schedule in baseball. I, I saw one of oh, the national yeah, writers came think, out right? and had the Twins having the easiest uh-huh. schedule in all of baseball, which certainly makes sense. Tigers and Royals. When, when you look at the records last year, and the White Sox weren't very good last year, also. So the Indians are going to be. Oh, they're the. Fantasy baseball equivalent of the stars and scrubs theory that a lot of people have. You go out and spend a lot of money on really good players, a couple of them, and then you just fill in the rest of the roster. You, you're you not wowed when you look at that lineup, but you have a couple of guys that can carry you. And in this condensed season, that's all it's going to take. We were talking about Griffey after the documentary a week ago yep. and that run that he had of seven straight games with home runs and mm. what he was able to do during seven that or eight. time. Was it, did it turn eight, out to eight? eight, eight? Yeah. Throwing a team on the back. You could see the Indians with a couple of those guys certainly doing that and going through a run. Every game is worth 2.8 games. A three-game losing streak, it's like losing eight. Eight in a row. Three-game yeah. winning streak, like winning eight when in a row. When you do the math, yeah, that's the way that's the way it works out, right? It's really... 60 games. Things are going to slide really quickly. And this baseball season, I know we're baseball fans, and maybe we just view it differently, but the intrigue when we get to around that trade deadline... There are 26 of the 30 teams that think they're in it, that think they can get in. And if you're the Pirates and you got off to a really good start, and maybe let's, let's well, push our chips. What year was the, the Royals and Tony Pena? Remember this, the, the Royals season that came out of nowhere? Yes, they got off to a really good start. Unbelievable. Yeah. Right, in it to the bitter end for the most part before they collapsed. Some team is going to do that. I saw last year the only team that didn't have a stretch over 60 games at some portion of the season. It could have been early, could have been late in the, in the middle. The only team was the Orioles that didn't win 35 games over a 60-game stretch. The Marlins did. Hmm. They go 35 and 25. They're in the playoffs. Hmm. In the same division with the Nationals. Everybody did it except for the Orioles. And shows you wide open. Everybody has a chance. And you scoff at that at times. But look at baseball in general. and, And how many teams get into the playoffs and make runs. It is different than you see in the other sports. Mm hmm Sacramento Kings have been awful for a decade plus. <laughs> yeah. The T-Wolves made the playoffs for uh, two years ago for the first time in 16 years. 
you don't see that in baseball. Even with the divide financially, it is a different sport. And now with this season, oh, sign me up. Let's get to it. Indeed. Wear your masks. I'm all for it. Yes, good advice right there. Wear your mask. Let's have sports. Let's flatten this curve as best we can in the time remaining uh, here before we get to the fall. Uh, we will talk to Randy Wayhofer. He's coming up next. More baseball conversation. Just a kick in the gut. Uh, to minor league baseball yesterday. It's not that it caught anybody off guard, but just to, I guess, see it. It's true. It's happening, or in this case, not happening. Randy Wayhofer kicks off the hour. Max Olson from The Athletic, the state of the program at Iowa State. It's a good read. We'll talk about it. Miller and Condon until noon.